0: The book of Judges, there has been several events in the history of mankind that had God not intervened, things would have been much different. Let me explain. Many years ago, a country was going to put nuclear weapons in Cuba, and America was on the verge of the Cold War. But God stepped in. And I'm just going to say this, and I'm not trying to m- uh, meddle in what the president's doing. I'm not trying to upset anybody's political doctrine. But there's not a thing that you or I or any other country is going to do to stop the Word of God from being fulfilled. There will be a day when there will be a legion of ten countries. There will be a hook that will slide up in that bear into his jaw and pull Russia down against Israel. What if... You and I were witnessing history. Hmm. We look at the nasty now and now, but God's got a plan, and I'm going to make a statement, and I'm again, I'm, I'm as if you cut me, I would bleed red, white, and blue. Okay? I'm, an, I'm as American. As a redneck is red, okay? (laughs) You pray, it just comes out sometimes. (laughs) America is not holy enough to stop God's plan from happening. Hmm. The book of Judges, I need your prayer. My heart is burdened for the state of our nation. The book of Judges, the second chapter, verse number one. If you found that, we say amen. The Bible says, an angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Botcham, And said, I made you to go up out of Egypt and have brought you unto the land which I swear unto your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you, period. And ye shall make no league with the inhabitants of this land. Ye shall throw down their altars, but ye, sh- uh, ye have not obeyed my voice. May it be good for all of us to underscore that statement. Why have ye done this? Well, we could preach right there for a few hours on what were you thinking. Wherefore I also said, I will not drive them out from before you, But they shall be as thorns in your sides, and their gods, little g, shall be a snare unto you. And it came to pass, when the angel of the Lord spake these words unto all the children of Israel, that the people lifted up their voice and wept. And they called the name of that place Botchim. And they sacrificed there unto the Lord. And when Joshua had let the people go, the children of Israel went every man unto his inheritance to possess the land. And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders that outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord. That he did for Israel And Joshua the son of Nun The servant of the Lord Died Being an hundred and ten years old And they buried him In the border of his inheritance In timnath In the mount of Ephraim On the north side of the hill of Gaash And also all that generation were gathered unto their fathers. And there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which He had done for Israel. You may be seated. Father, we come to You tonight, Lord, and I ask You tonight, God, to help me not to give any of my opinions. Father, I ask you tonight, God, to take my thoughts and stick them in the garbage can. Lord God, I pray tonight, God, that you would inhabit every word that is spoken from this stammering tongue. And Lord God, let the lips of clay be filtered through the Holy Spirit of God. I pray tonight, God, that you'd cleanse my mind, empty me of self, and fill me with your Spirit. I pray tonight, God, that you would anoint this preacher. Lord, hide me in the cleft of thy rock. Lord, cover me there with your hand while your glory passes by. Father, I know tonight, dear God, uh, what I have been through. But Lord, it's not about what I've been through. But help me tonight to paint the picture of what you have been through. I pray tonight, God, that whenever the painting is painted, Lord God, that we'll not see any of my wants or my thoughts or any of my desires. But Lord, I pray that you'll paint the picture that you would have us to see this night. I pray tonight, God, that you would illustrate each and every syllable of your words upon the canvas of our hearts. I pray tonight, dear God, as we stand in the gallery of your art room. I pray tonight, dear God, that we'll look at the history. And Lord God, that we'll challenge ourselves with this question. Uh, Lord, that, uh, let not uh, uh, history repeat itself. I ask you tonight, dear God, to give us guidance and give us leadership. I pray tonight, God, that you would save the sinner, reclaim the backslider, encourage the child of God. And Lord God, for the child of God, I pray tonight, dear God, that you would challenge us tonight, dear God, to be able to walk closer unto you. Help us, dear God, I pray. We love and thank you in Jesus' name I pray. And the church together says... Amen. I would love to go back and give my opinions and give uh, my comments on uh, many of these verses. Uh, But I'd like tonight, uh, I've got a whole lot of ground. I feel like the Lord has led us to. uh, Tonight, I just leave you in the same place that I begin with you at. And it's simply this question. Could history repeat itself? Say it again, Brother Bill. Solomon, the preacher, the son of David, and the son of God said that there is nothing new under the sun. He said uh, in the word of God, vanity and vexation, saith the preacher. As Solomon got to end the end of his life, uh, he looked back. Over the many concubines and the many wives and the many riches that God had given unto him. And he said it was all vanity and vexation. Understand tonight, what we do for God is the only treasure that we will ever have. My bank account, your bank accounts put together would not uh, amount to a treasure in the eyes of God. Understand tonight we ask the question because we see the book of Judges. And if you go back to the book before that, you find the book of Joshua. And you see the many conquests, the many kingdoms that Joshua through the power of God, was able to conquer the many kings uh, that lost their lives uh, because of the man of God. We find the many kingdoms, uh, uh, the many uh, little g gods, if you will, that were destroyed uh, because God uh, was with Joshua. We find in the book of Joshua about a man by the name of Achan uh, down I think around the seventh chapter, if I'm not mistaken, and we find in that book uh, of Joshua in that chapter we find that there was a man by the name of Achan and he had sinned against the will of God and God allowed some of the inhabitants, some of the soldiers of Israel if you'll remember there they went up just a few thousand of the children of Israel went up against the people of Ai and because there was sin in their camp many men lost their lives because of the sin That was in the house of Israel Let me me try to clarify uh, Why that I am uh, uh, trying to highlight Some of these stories tonight Because history can and may, and in my opinion, will repeat itself. Going back to the book of Deuteronomy, the chapter of the book before the book of Joshua, and you'll find as Brother Ricky, thank God, is doing an anointed job uh, at teaching in our Sunday school classes uh, how that God gave us the law, uh, the Ten Commandments, the Ten Thou Shalt Not, uh, and the Ten Commandments. And understanding, I believe, uh, if my memory is right, uh, there are 616... Uh, maybe off a couple on that number, uh, different commandments uh, of the law of God uh, and God had given all of those through the book of Deuteronomy but we find that in the last chapter of the book of Deuteronomy we find that one leader by the name of Moses uh, who God pulled out uh, and consecrated him, uh, anointed him to be able to lead uh, his people uh, we find that God uh, thank God God preached his funeral uh, God uh, uh, Buried him did the graveside come in with your will. And thank God, listen, when a man of God died, he died in the will of God. God called another man. Why would God call another man? God called another man because it is not God's will that this thing end when one generation is over. You understand tonight what I'm simply saying is if it had not been for the generations before you and I, we would not have this thing understand tonight that if it had not been uh, uh, let me just simply say I think and I believe that there is a generation uh, that is dying off in your day and in my day uh, that was so filled with the works of God sure uh, there was sin uh, in America there was sin in the world during their day as well I know that uh, but there was a day uh, not too long ago uh, that that generation uh, would show up to church uh, for our before service started, and they would start a fire, they would carry the wood in, put it in the potbelly stove, and they would warm up the house of God in anticipation of everybody else coming. There was a time during that generation that the dear men of God carrying their lanterns over the hills, glory, hallelujah. And they would stop at an old hickory log uh, Somewhere along the line And they would kneel down And they would make that hickory log Their altar And thank God they would pray uh, And they would prepare their hearts uh, Long before they got to the house of God Uh, They would come into the house of God Shouting uh, And thank God they had themselves uh, A wonderful time Uh, But we are living tonight uh, In a generation uh, That we are sitting on padded pews uh, We're living under the environment uh, of a thermostat. Uh, If the temperature's not like we want, uh, we don't have to go out and bust wood for it. Uh, We adjust the knob. Uh, If it's too dark, uh, we flip the switch. Uh, We tonight uh, have taken for granted uh, what God has given us uh, in our generation of our fathers. And Brother Joshua tonight, and his generation, they killed sin. <laughs> go back in the early, let's just go back in the 1940s. And you can even go back in the 1920s through the roaring 20s. I know that uh, alcohol was legalized. We know that prohibition was, uh, uh, we know uh, how that uh, we've heard the stories of the moonshiners run ashore. There was, some, there was some sinners, but there was some saints. There were some saints that did not partake in those things. And you know that in that generation, there were some counties that were still considered dry. (laughs) Oh my. What's that, preacher? (laughs) That means no alcohol. Amen. (laughs) You understand that we are losing a generation (laughs) who needed the Lord. (laughs) They'd go out and plant their gardens. They'd... uh, (laughs) H- hook the old uh, plow up to the mules huh? and they would plow thank God huh? and brother Jeff whenever they'd uh, hit the rock that you and brother Adam might have worked on for a little while there huh? whenever they'd hit the rock huh? uh, they wouldn't call down to the local hardware store and say bring me an excavator amen huh? they'd have to uh, they'd have to dig it out by the sweat of their brow huh? uh, they'd have to work for what they got huh? they didn't go down to Walmart huh? to be able to get the produce huh? they planted the seeds amen uh, they had to make sure that the gardens were tended to uh, And they depended on the Lord uh, to provide the rain uh, And for the Lord to provide the sun uh, And they would pray for God to give the increase huh? But that generation uh, is dying off uh, And what's left behind uh, is a generation of you and I uh, That take God for granted tonight <laughs> No longer are we in the days of that generation that walked two miles to church in rubber gum boots in the middle of a rainstorm. We got automobiles and seven-foot umbrellas. I'm talking about Patty back there. (laughs) I got to be careful where I throw them rocks, don't I? Amen. We've got, uh, to... Automobiles with a remote start, we've got uh, we've got the finest technologies that we've got that'll even tell us when the roads are icing. <laughs> we've got seven foot umbrellas. Some of us don't, <laughs> and but we've got some of the greatest things that God has ever given materially. You understand that, but what it has done, it, it has driven a, a, a mindset uh, in this generation uh, that if we need something, uh, we don't go pray for it. Uh, we go sign for it we don't amen we don't get on our knees and fast and dedicate ourselves to the Lord Lord I'm going to pray I'm going to seek your face if you want me to have it Lord you give it to me we're living in a right now kind of generation where we've taken God for granted and everything is about convenience we can live a mile from the church house and heated automobile and that big umbrella. And if it's misting rain, I'm going to stay in tonight. Hmm. Understand tonight, you and I live in these luxuries because there was a generation that they might have had to go out and hitch up their, uh, their team of horses to the wagon. There was a generation that had to get up every day to go out and get the eggs out of the hen house. There was a generation that if they wanted God to move in their life, they didn't go see the preacher and say, Preacher, this is my need. You pray about it and tell me what God says. That was a generation Thank God on their knees. God in their prayer calls it. When a family member had an illness uh, Or when a family member was going through a situation uh, They stealed uh, away uh, in that sweet hour of prayer uh, They got alone uh, They didn't have the television to distract them uh, We'll say well I'm going to give this hour unto the Lord uh, Because my soap opera's not coming on uh, Neighbor you understand uh, There was a generation uh, That did not have Facebook to talk on uh, There was a generation uh, That did not have Instagram to go through and look at the pictures. Uh, there was a generation uh, that did not have Snapchat uh, to communicate under the cover of nobody knowing. Uh, there was a generation, uh, honey, that consecrated themselves uh, and lived holy uh, as unto the Lord. But now we see a generation. Look in verse number 10, if you will, and I i got two pages of notes, and I probably won't get through half of it. We'll pick it up in verse 8. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died. There's that generation. And being 110 years old, and they buried him in the border of his inheritance in Timnathir's. In the Mount Ephraim on the north side of the hill of Gaash. I want you to look at this statement in verse number 10. I read those two verses to try to give a little context. And also that all that generation were gathered unto their fathers. In that verse number 10 at the conclusion of that word fathers is a colon. It's not a comma, it's not a semicolon, it is a colon. And that simply means to pause and to consider what was just read. Preacher, are you an English? No, 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 I'm, fr- <laughs> I'm as redneck as they come, all right? <laughs> hey, y'all watch this, that's in my vocabulary. But you understand tonight it's important for us to look at the punctuality in the Word of God. And also all that generation. Huh. What happened to that generation? Were gathered unto their fathers. They died. They simply vanished. They simply expired. All of the works that they had seen. Well, what works was it, preacher? Look in look in verse ten, and let's let's look let's pick it up right after this verse or right after that colon. And there arose another generation after them, look at this, after the comma, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. I could stop right here and i could take you to a place that is called carpenters hall in philadelphia pennsylvania where that there were multiple signers i believe 52 if my memory serves me right signers of the declaration of independence gathered together knowing everybody says uh, uh, everybody has heard it no doubt Uh, well let me just uh, give you my John Hancock you ever heard that Uh, that is because John Hancock when he signed the declaration uh, he signed it so large uh, uh, the mother country over there in uh, England uh, he wanted them to know uh, where he stood Uh, let me just stop right here tonight church Uh, have you given God uh, and the world uh, your spiritual John Hancock do you want the world to know where you stand with the Lord or are you fine standing in the background? Let me let me go on a little bit. Those signers, I believe again, I believe it was 52. I'm sure somebody will correct me. I, I believe it was 52. Whenever they signed that declaration, they were just not signing what a good idea this is. They were signing, placing their life and their family's lives in danger. They had put a bullseye As soon as they put their name to that piece of paper, uh, but they believed in the cause uh, of what America could be uh, founded uh, by the Word of God, uh, founded uh, through the principles uh, and the teachings uh, of Christian living. That, my friend, is where we began. Preacher, what does that have to do with anything? We've come a far stretch. We've come a far stretch whenever that men and women will gather together and they will burn the greatest flag upon the face of this earth. I'm telling you, that does something to me. Whenever that they will slam that flag upon the ground of the concrete streets uh, and they will stand upon it and wipe their feet on it. You know what I would like to do in the flesh? Uh, Oh, I'm not going to say, thank you Lord, I'm moving on. Uh, But I want you to understand tonight. uh, You understand tonight we have forgotten where we came from. uh, And if we're not careful, uh, history could uh, repeat itself. What do you mean by that tonight, preacher? Uh, I want you to understand tonight. uh, As we read in your hearing tonight... uh, in chapter 2, in verse, uh, verse number 2, uh, the Bible says, And ye shall make uh, no league. Now remember the angel of the Lord, he's telling the children of Israel uh, uh, what he gave them instruction on. Uh, he said, And ye shall make no league uh, with the inhabitants of this land. Uh, uh, ye shall throw down their altars, uh, uh, but ye have not obeyed my voice. Uh, why have you done this? Uh, hey, uh, can I tell you tonight, church? Uh, One of the things we've got to be Careful for uh, is being Able tonight Do you Understand tonight uh, that if you Don't stand up against something uh, You're saying the same as uh, You support something Uh, You say preacher I don't know that I understand That Uh, if God be for us Who can be against us amen Uh, You understand tonight the Bible teaches uh, That if you you either love One uh, or hate the other amen Uh, There's no common ground There's no middle ground uh, there's no ground for us to sit on our humps and just let the world go on by. It's time for the children of God to take a stand and say I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. The Word of God tells me to live right, walk right, talk right, to be holy and to be separated in this world we're living in. I can't go alone. I cannot go alone with the decisions that this world is making a decision for. If the Word of God says that it is a sin for a man and a woman uh, to marry uh, uh, the same sex, uh, it does not matter what the United States says. Uh, If the Word of God says it is wrong, uh, it is time for the child of God uh, to raise up. Uh, I'm not saying go out here and cause a ruckus, uh, but quit being pushed around. Preacher, I just don't want to get confrontational. I'm not telling you to get confrontational. But I am telling you to quit throwing out the baby with the bathwater. I mean, we have compromised on the values and the morals of this nation. And somewhere along the line, The church has got rocked to sleep. Somewhere along the line, we've turned the lights out and we've sat down. Somewhere along the line, we said, well, you can have your lottery in the name of senior citizens. Lord, help me. I don't want me to swell up, okay? Help me. We have settled, we have swallowed the promises of millions of dollars for senior care. Amen. In the name of the West Virginia Lottery. Preach you ought not call them out. I'll call them out. I'm standing on the word of God. Hear me and hear me well. We will compromise in the name of senior care, yet there are thousands upon thousands of seniors that are alone sitting in homes and nobody is caring for them. Well, preacher, we've given them medical facilities, yeah? You go into a nursing home and they take your home. Hey man preacher up! Hey man preacher See, we've swallowed in the names of all these good programs. They've pumped more pharmaceutical drugs into West Virginia than almost any other state in the nation. In the name of health care. We've got a problem. We don't run to the house of God with our problem. We run to the doctor. Will you write me a prescription? I know of a doctor in Charleston, secondhand, from another pastor who you all know very well. His wife went to that doctor and that doctor told her, and again it's a second hand coming from that pastor, that he was taken to court by the pharmaceutical company because he did not write enough prescriptions. Preacher, what's it got to do with the Word of God? All I'm simply trying to show us tonight is we have compromised. Is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Huh. Understand this evening. I, I've got some preaching to do and I'm trying to get there. I promise you, I am. I want us to understand tonight that there was once a generation who did not run to the doctor every time that they had an ailment. Now, please do not take this out of context. If you have a medical need, okay? If you have a medical need, you need to seek health care, okay? I'm not telling you, if you're dying with a heart attack, preacher said God would take care of it. Scripture also says, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him. Mm -hmm. Understand tonight that I'm not trying to give you evidence to throw them rocks back like my mother-in-law did just a minute ago over that seven-foot umbrella. (laughs) In case anybody didn't know, Patty. (laughs) I'm just teasing with you. Understand tonight what I am trying to preach tonight is there was once a generation, and there's still some of them alive. Amen? Let's listen to them. Let's hear their testimony. Let's watch how they've lived their life. They didn't get through all of the... Wars that America's been through: World War II, through the uh, Korea conflict, through the Vietnam War, through the Gulf War, through uh, the Iraq uh, situation, all of that, uh, uh, the Afghanistan uh, situation. They didn't get through all of that by uh, posting on Facebook. Well, I think he need to do this. You know what they did? Uh, they got their face in the book, huh, and they sought the Lord uh, whenever they had a need, uh, and the same God uh, that that generation served. Uh, And went to uh, He's still on the throne tonight uh, And he's waiting uh, for you and I to run to him Let me give you these four points And I'll be quick, fast, like in a hurry I'm just going to tell you the scriptures If you want to write them down If you don't You can chuck it to the neighbor behind you I want you to see with me tonight A few reasons why There was a generation that rose up That knew not the Lord or the works that God had done for Israel. We find in Judges chapter 1, verse 21, we find that the people had lost their separation. Let me explain what I mean by that statement God expects the Christian not to act like the world. He expects us to look different. Amen. He expects us to act different. He expects the Christian to talk different. Amen. In Judges chapter 1 verse 21, and the children of Benjamin, look at these next two words, did not drive out the Jebusites that inhabited Jerusalem. But the Jebusites dwelled with the children of Benjamin. Chapter 1 verse 27. Neither did Manasseh drive out the inhabitants of bethshean and her towns, nor Tanakh and her towns, nor the inhabitants of Dor, and her towns, nor the inhabitants of Abilene and her towns, nor the inhabitants of Megiddo and her towns. But the Canaanites would dwell in that land. Do you remember the land of Canaan was promised to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob? And when they went into that land... They did not ask permission. Let me remind you. Remember at Jericho, whenever that Joshua led the people into Jericho, he did not go up to the gates of Jericho and say, Is there room for my people? They marched seven days around the walls of Jericho. On that last day, on that seventh day, they were silent the whole time. And I'm sure those people of Jericho were standing and sitting upon the tops of the walls of Jericho watching God's people go around and round and round. First day, the second day, the third day, the fourth day, the fifth day, and the sixth day, they only went one time. I'm sure that they started losing interest on that sixth day. Then maybe on that seventh day, whenever they went around that first time, maybe there wasn't a whole lot of the inhabitants of Jericho to show up and watch them again. Then maybe as they started that second lap, maybe some of them soldiers said, Hey, 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 they're doing something different. Then maybe all those people of Jericho started climbing the ladders, climbing the steps and getting up on the walls. They went around the second day still silent. Went around the third time, the fourth lap, the fifth lap, and I can see them Jerichos, uh, them people of Jericho. They might have, now if it had been in today's day and age, they might have had them a styrofoam cup of coffee. (laughs) They might have been smoking them a cigarette, saying, Well, I wonder what they're doing. What's wrong with these bozos walking around quietly? Then on that seventh time, Thank God, them lips of the priest, they went up against the horns. Thank God, and they let out a holy blow. And the trumpet of the Lord sounded. And you know what happened? The walls of Jericho, they tumbled down because they obeyed and they let God fight their battle. They looked different, they acted different. They fought their battles differently. You know, a child of God does not fight our battles out here in the public scene. The way we, if we want to win them anyhow, the way that we win our battles is on our knees. The way we win our battles is to live consecrated, to live sanctified, to live separated. That's the way that we win our battles. The people had lost their separation. Look in Joshua, if you will. The book of Joshua, chapter 1, if you want to write it down, if you don't want to follow me there, you don't have to follow me now. The people had lost their vision. Can I just stop right here and say that the vision of America was never, never to provide free health care. The vision of America was never to be a socialistic country. Oh boy, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting some looks from you. Hey, Am I I'm just going to preach it the way I'm preaching it. America was the new country of the free world. Where men and women had the freedom to go where they want, do what they want, act the way they want. Hmm. The book of Joshua, the people had lost their vision And I'm afraid America has lost our vision The book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 13 I'll read from verse 13 down a few verses The Bible says, remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you Saying, the Lord your God hath given you rest and hath given you this land Your wives and your little ones and your cattle shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side of Jordan. But ye shall pass before your brethren armed all the mighty men of valor to help them until the Lord have given your brethren rest and hath given you, and they also have possessed the land which the Lord your God giveth them. Watch this, church. And then ye shall return to the land of your possession and enjoy it. Isn't that one of our opening... Statements of the greatest document ever written, in the pursuit of happiness, hmm. and enjoy it, which Moses, the Lord's servant. Gave you on this side of Jordan toward the sun rising. Look in verse number 16. Here's where I'm at. The people have lost their vision. And they answered Joshua saying, All that thou command us, we will do. And whithersoever thou send us, we will go. Well, preacher, what are you saying tonight? The people followed the direction that God had given them. I'm afraid we've lost our our vision in America. America used to be considered a Christian nation. And I'm sad to report to you tonight, I do not believe that America can wear that title any longer. I'm not saying that there's not Christians here. I'm not saying that the churches are not alive in America. I know the churches are alive. But America's principles are not Christian-based principles any longer The people have lost their vision let me, give you, let me give you two more So I can get out of your way The book of Judges chapter 2 That we've already read in your hearing tonight The people had lost Their leaders that were Spirit filled I make a statement tonight For you and I to think about And I'm not going to tell you to give me the answer But when was the last time that we had, And I'm going back, okay? I'm going way back. When was the last time that America had leaders in our White House, in our governor's mansions, in our Supreme Court, in our halls of Congress that we had confidence in that they would do the right thing because they were rooted and grounded in the right thing? When was the last time that we had leaders that would pray publicly and privately, and you didn't have to wonder if they were hooked up. In one conference, they did not proclaim God and how great God is. And in another conference, defamed someone, cussing them from a microphone. Amen, neighbor! When was the last time that we had leaders in our country that would stand on what saith the Word of God? We've lost our vision. You understand tonight that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Say, preacher, you're really really aggravating me. You're really upsetting me. Well, if you're on Facebook, you can turn me off. Understand tonight, I am responsible as the pastor of this congregation. I am responsible to preach The Word of God and what God has burned my heart with tonight. And I'm not going to back down. I'm going to give you one last point out of the book of Judges. The people did not teach the next generation. When was the last time? That you took your children. I know some of you do, and I thank God for you. When was the last time that you took your grandbabies? I know some of you do, and I thank God for you. When was the last time you took those little ones and you got out the Word of God? You didn't depend on the Sunday school teacher. Now, I've heard a lot of you testify about Sister Faye Lowe and what an example she has been. And I still say Sister Faye is still an example. But when was the last time we didn't depend on the Sunday school teacher? When was the last time we didn't depend on the preacher? When was the last time we took the Word of God in our own hands? And we let our children see us on our altar at home? When was the last time that we had prayer with our babies? I mean, you understand tonight, we don't teach... By words we speak. We teach. By actions we keep. Hmm. A few weeks ago, Kelly and I were watching a TV program uh, on cable network. It, was a, it wasn't anything that we got off of HBO. Amen. It was on a regular cable network and it was a, uh, a word. It was a, a D word. Galen, from her bedroom. I heard a cuss word. I looked at Kelly. I smiled. Turn it off. She said, you're supposed to be an example. The spiritual leader, I'm going to tell Pastor John. Almost her words exactly. Kelly's right now at home shaking her head. I had to curl my toes up, Amen. I had to draw my feet up underneath of me and sit Indian style for a little while. What an example! She doesn't even realize how much that touched me. What an example! That is for a young person to be trying to live right. To be trying to do right. And to listen and hear something that ought not be. And call it out. Good for her. That's right. But you know what we've done? We've accepted it. We've accepted it. That it's on our TVs. Amen. By the way, I filed a complaint with CBS. Well, I filed a complaint over CBS with the FCC over some vulgar language that was in one of their programs that aired. Hey, man, I sure did. Put my name on it, my phone number, and you know who contacted me? Nobody. I'm a minority, I'm a spiritual minority. And if you stand on the Word of God, so are you. Understand tonight that, there, that uh, uh, Joshua died and also all the generation that knew the Lord and, uh, and saw the works that the Lord had done for Israel. And there arose a generation who knew not the Lord. Here's the question. Could history repeat itself. You remember in that book of judges that I read sister Vicky if you'll get ready, brother Andrew if you're up here if you'll come, remember in the book of judges second chapter that I read in your hearing the angel of the lord told them that they uh, that they don't go and make this league with the little g gods of that land. Don't go what he was saying was don't go in and buddy up and accept their ways of living. Keep your children sanctified. But the angel of the Lord, down around verse 4, said, But ye did not do it. And the Bible teaches that the people wept. Preacher, this is all gloom and doom tonight. I was coming to get encouraged, and all, you do, all you're doing is bringing me down. <clears throat> Flip over a few pages in the book of Judges to chapter 6. And you'll find that God caught a little old fellow by the name of Gideon. Uh, Amen. And thank God, old brother Gideon, he had thousands upon thousands uh, that was standing with him. uh, And God said, Gideon, you've got too many. Take it down. Reduce it down. Have to imagine that Gideon said, but God... Have you seen how big that world is? Have you seen how big those people are? God said, take them down to the water hole. And you let them drink. Amen, neighbor. When God got done with them, you know what God did? God separated them down to a little over 300 people. He gave them a lantern. He gave them a light. He gave them a sword. And they surrounded those enemies. They cut down the groves of Balaam. They cut down the little G God. They cut down their worshiping temples. Now let me stop right here. I'm in no way condoning violence. Amen? I'm in no way saying go out here and beat up on a Muslim. Amen? I'm in no way saying go out here and take things into your own hands. See, God doesn't work by flesh God's battles are won on our knees hmm. Old oh, brother Gideon they they surrounded those that those enemies and Gideon by the sword of the Lord they busted those lanterns and all those enemies they thought they were outnumbered and they were destroyed Preacher, what are you saying? Do you remember? What do you have, Vicky? Page 197 in the blue book. Stand with us tonight. You're fine. <clears throat> do you remember? Oh, Brother Elijah, I believe it was. And his servant. They were outnumbered. Saw all those Syrians surrounding them. They awoke that morning. They looked and they saw all these enemies surrounding them. And that old boy was getting nervous. old brother Elijah said, Lord! He might not have had a raspy voice. He said, Lord, open his eyes and let him see. And he said, they'd be more with us than they are with them. We may be the spiritual minority in physical number, but we've got more power than they do. Our God is bigger than their God. Amen. Our God is stronger than their God. You understand tonight? We've got the power in the name of Jesus.